0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the Racing Insiders podcast. I am Kate Dillon with Crate Insider, and I'm sitting here with Steve Hendren from Hendren Racing Engines.
1: I'm still saying you should wait like 20 seconds before you say that.
0: Oh, I mean, I could just start doing the countdown timer if that's what you really want me to do, but otherwise it would mess up the podcast. Well, okay. So, you know, instead I just I'm do all my intro. I'm a expert, so. Yeah, I mean, had you heard of a podcast before we started doing one? Yeah. Okay. Well, like
1: Joe Rogan for... Okay. You know?
0: All right. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a fair question to ask if you were aware. I mean, I talk to to people all the time that have never heard of podcasts and mm-hmm. they didn't even know that was a thing.
1: Okay. So yeah. Well, this it's is possible. technically like you do the podcast later. This is technically more of like a video cast or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Right? But we
0: do turn it into a podcast. Oh no. <clears throat> we, uh, you know, sorry if you are one of our podcast listeners, we had some trouble with our podcast host. And so we're making the switch over to a new podcast host, which hosting means that that's where the files live, right. like whose servers they're on. And so we're making that switch. And I'm, I think we got it all fixed last week. And we'll have last week's episode up tomorrow. And we'll have this okay. one up too tomorrow, cool. too, which anybody's who's listening on the podcast that will have already passed because they're going to be listening right. to this podcast. So it's kind of funny. All right, so I see we've got some folks here, and if you guys have any questions, um, especially tech questions, feel free to drop them into the comments. I see Dustin is here saying hi, so hello, Dustin, and Scott is here, um, hi, s from crazy California. <laughs> um, I saw s- Scott, I mean, he does some really cool paintings, I've yeah. been checking those out on, cool. on Facebook, and I see Roy is here, what up, what up, really cool, so Roy out west there, they um, and feel free to drop this into the comments, especially if you have any links, Roy, but you guys were able to put together a, all this video editing and of a, of a race. And I, I saw a clip about it or didn't see a clip of video, but that it was quite the accomplishment. It looks like you were involved. If you've got more to say about it, drop it into the comments because, you know, let's get that out there and share that. Um, I see Susie is here. So hi to see, hi to Susie and Jeremy and James saying, "Um, uh, there, there it is right here. Um, nice to see you online. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, you know, I haven't been online very much lately, I because I, I stopped doing Top Five Tuesday. Oh, did so, you? I didn't know that. I, well, see, nobody. ever watched it. Well, I, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, um, we get a lot more viewers on this show, and so I thought we just kind of doubled down and take a little bit of a break. So, I mean, I'll bring it back or do some, you know, I need to do some new product videos and do more TikToks and things, but, but trying to play catch up right now.
1: That works. Yeah.
0: Yes. And aren't we all? (laughs) I know we are. All right. Uh, Doug has a comment here. Mm -hmm. He says, turning the 604 6,800 RPM nowadays for IMCA new rules.
1: Yep. Good. Which is exactly where they should actually be turned. New rule, yeah. Um, So I would hope to see some, you know, faster qualifying times and race times and stuff like that with uh, that, especially you know out on the uh, west coast.
0: Yeah. All right. And uh, Mark says, "What is up? Hope all is well." If you have Steve, send me his number in my inbox, please. I'll just give it to you right now. It's yeah. it's eight two eight two eight six zero seven eight zero.
1: Yep. And mm-hmm. I will answer that from eight thirty in the morning until five in the afternoon, East Coast time
0: hmm yeah oh great. unless
1: i decide to leave at 4 45 and then my brother will answer it so
0: yeah or three <laughs> o'clock on fridays
1: yeah i i try to get the hell just to say my own sanity i do try to leave early on fridays if at all possible
0: mm-hmm. well i mean it makes sense i mean in a lot of racing businesses um close on fridays anyway because well it's race day you know, I mean, so many race, yeah, play, yeah, so many I mean, places. I mean, KRC, right. they work, you know, four tens instead of five eights. Right. And it makes sense, especially when you're a racing I mean, company. I mean,
1: ironically, I get more done from 830 to three. Let's say if I get off at three mm-hmm. on a Friday because the phone's not blowing up. So oh, I, right. I, I actually get more done on that day for, you know, limited mm-hmm. amount of hours as compared to, you know, five o'clock. We
0: well, you know it's interesting. I, I just saw this on a news clip in the last couple of days. But there are places, uh, companies in the country here that are experimenting with four-day work weeks. Mm-hmm. So they're still kind of paying people oh, like salary. up with Europe.
1: <laughs> well, and,
0: and Europe's been doing it for a while. And like right. there was one where they were a, uh, like fleet mechanics, basically, because mm-hmm. they, they had like vans and things. Right. And the idea is you still pay somebody like they're working 40 hours, and, but you're working like 4 eights. Well, your
1: productivity goes up at that point, And- so the profit for the business goes up is essentially what that amounts to.
0: Well, and people are is, happier,
1: which is why I don't work my, I don't say, I don't want to say my guys. I mean, it's my mom owns our business and me and my brother are her employees, but mm-hmm. I don't work everybody to death or we don't work everybody to death because we recognize that long damn time ago.
0: Yeah. You know, but I'm, I'm thinking about it. I mean, I don't know exactly how to implement it, but you know, it's like you need that second day just to kind of take your breath, and you really don't get even on a weekend. You don't really get a break. No, we, because... Weekend happens
1: too fast. I mean, right? Honestly,
0: it's so. yeah, it's over before you know it. I
1: mean, yeah, Sunday's a day off, but does it really count as a day off? I mean, yeah, you get to do some shit. You, you know, sort of. You can do privately because you're not at work, but still, you're
0: you're doing that, laundry. That's, that's
1: that's my insom. Well, that, but that's my insomnia night. Yeah. So I'm like laying there in bed at you know, go to bed 11, 12 o'clock, one o'clock, whatever. And for the first two hours, I'm like, okay, this is what I got to do this week and blah, blah, blah. And it's all that shit starts rolling through your head. And so Sundays to me is almost a waste.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm happy to, I mean, at least I do have Sundays now, which is, which is good because I didn't have those for, you know, a couple of years there. Um, yeah so anyway i i don't know it's something to take a look at and even see if there's a you know of course we still have parts we need to get out the door and deliver to folks and so oh yeah um you know ups does run monday through friday but right i don't know i mean it's something i'll take a look at maybe alternate fridays versus mondays for some of the staff yeah you know some some people work fridays and some people do that too yeah possibly and okay. So Rick is here from California and Bob is here saying hi. All right. So Doug has a question here mm-hmm. and his question is how often do you change valve springs?
1: Uh, it depends on the engine. Honestly, I mean, 604s uh, with the newest style of valve spring that's out there. And you know, if you're not just blowing the shit out of the limiter all the time, uh, then gosh, I recommend usually every 10 races. And the only reason I recommend that is because I recommend that customers leak their engine down every 10 races Mm -hmm. to make sure, you know, you're, you know, everything's sealed up, everything's working properly. So, I've got guys that go every 10 races. I've got guys that go 15. Hell, I've got guys that are completely anal and think that they can notice a difference between valve springs from in three races. So, (laughs) I don't think that's the case. So, I usually recommend every 10 races on 604s. 602s are a different story. The spring's a lot shittier than (laughs) It's a total pile of crap, um, so I normally recommend three to five races of those.
0: Great. Now you brought up a really good point while well, during that conversation too. You mentioned uh, doing a leak down test, mm-hmm. and did I talk? Did we talk about this last week on the show?
1: I don't remember. Um, honestly, but
0: I did have a, a someone call and they were checking out a used engine. And they were trying to figure out like the date on it or something like yeah, that and, and they were going or off compression cr- cranking, no they were asking crank- about
1: cranking compression yeah.
0: right they were asking about compression testing and and then i mentioned to them about doing a leak down yeah and they'd never really heard of it so could you explain a leak down test yeah leak,
1: leak down is you're putting basically 100 pounds in a cylinder and you're reading the percentage of leak down so you got two gauges so you got your gauge going in and then you got what's bleeding off uh, out of the cylinder and so you've know, you got 100 pounds going in you're showing 100 pounds. And if you're showing on the other gauge, you're showing, let's say 95, then you got 5% leak down. Great. So, you know, I mean, that's how you determine actually, especially on a hydraulic lifter engine, exactly how well sealed up the engine is. Uh, Hydraulic lifter engines can give you a false reading. Because if you've got like, say, a uh, uh, lifters that are bled down in a cylinder, you're checking, it'll actually shorten the duration on the camshaft. So if, as you're turning it over on the starter, uh, it'll shorten the duration on the cam, camshaft, which gives you a higher cylinder pressure, which will give you a false rating. Mm. So, you know, unless it's like dead zero or, you know, you got a cylinder that's like half of what everything else is, then, you know, it's hard to do anything with a with a compression tester.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: On a hydraulic lifter engine.
0: Gotcha. Ah, oh, It's our friend Dave Hammond is here. Yay, so Dave, Dave Hammond from Hammond Motorsports. Yeah, so uh, love Dave's products. Uh, his his uh, castor camber gauge kit, his chassis setup plates, plumb bob kit, body bracing. We just amazing love Dave. Stuff. We love Dave. We We're love Dave. <laughs> so thank you so much for being here, Dave. Absolutely. We need to get together and do some more videos. Um, all right. Steve is here. He says, Steve, where is the beer mug?
1: I do not have one. I'm just drinking my uh, Heineken. Well, you
0: so. do have one. It's, well, it's five it's feet five feet away. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. even have a selection of other ones, but I you know, I'm just going have of my bottle. matching ones. That, <laughs> we'll
1: save we'll save the, we'll save the mugs for uh, summertime when we're outside.
0: Yeah, that'll work. Yeah, because they're Yeti mugs, so they can yeah. stay nice and cold for sure. All right, here's a question Drew has. He says, "What do y'all you all think of 602 crates going from 3,800 dollars to now 6,500?" dollars for the same product
1: uh it's actually not the price um so i mean you're probably looking at map pricing um there are places where you can buy them much cheaper than the sixty five hundred dollars um, i'm not a fan of them raising the prices on them i know why they did the reason being is they moved the block finishing work back to the united states uh, which was an automatic price increase obviously and uh they're now being cnc finished uh the machine work finished cnc machines so i know they went up basically a thousand bucks yeah I, I know. over what they were you know beginning last year
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: so i mean there's prices out there depending on where you buy from and who you talk to you'll see them for 48 90 roughly somewhere in that range
0: yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I'm i I'm not,
1: I'm not going to say where it is. I mean, you can, because uh, really we can't, but uh, you can call around different dealerships and you, you'll find them for that price. Performance
0: dealers. I mean, anyone who's advertising the crate engines, it is mandated by GM that we can, we pricing. have to re- um, put it at that price. Yep. So map pricing being minimum advertised price. Correct. So we can't, we can't show them as a... Uh, and NLS we also can't that.
1: promote a different price. Right. Which is why Correct. I recommend you call a GM performance dealer to get mm-hmm. the price in the engine, or you call somebody like me, and then you know I'm not making any money off it. So if you're just wanting a box stock one, then I'd refer you to the dealers I deal with.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I and I think it's more than just the bringing the American labor. I think we're also looking at all the different components, some of those metal prices, the like. I all that's
1: going to factor in, and, and yeah. we're still going to be going up so it's so long long as brandon brandon's in office we're going to be going up
0: i just can't believe some of these price hikes i mean that that seems like it's crazy but like looking at just even taking like a little weekend vacation i'm used to like hotels regular hotels being like 100 150 a night you know like that's pretty standard but my gosh i can't even go an hour from here and you want to go downtown 400 395 or 495 a night absolutely insane i feel like my god what bubble have i been living in right. that the prices went up because i'm sure as hell not making that much more right. money oh my gosh and no no way could i even afford to so, pay myself that much
1: money yeah we're so. fixing to go into recession, So
0: yeah yeah it is gerald farms is here from south carolina chris is here from canada and he, i think he thought oh um it's it's crazy so my canadian friends if you drop in a canadian flag it just has like a little ca I, i'm not seeing it like on facebook so And if i said california i apologize but i was confused one day about that not about canada versus california but just i looked out looked at it later (laughs) well when i see ca i definitely think california but it's it's a weird looking ca so it's it's a result of the flag so anybody else who drops flags in i'm gonna know canada now but i'm not gonna know any of the rest of them so yeah. <laughs> Steve Peden is here. And oh, and uh, Joseph has a question. He says, What kind of horsepower gains between a 602 with basic off the shelf parts and all the fancy crate 602 specific fancy parts?
1: Uh, honestly, I mean, and I've said this time and time again. I mean, not meaning to, you know, I'm not saying anything about your question, but it honestly it depends on the day of the week it was built. How um, did kind of the tolerances stack that day? We're talking production line built engines um, on 602s, especially. And it's just how did it stack up? I mean, it could be, honestly, you got lucky. You got one out of the box that runs like a rape tape, Or you get one that's a complete little, you know, shit box. So, it's well, it, it can vary quite a bit.
0: I, I don't think that's actually his question. I think talking about all the bolt-ons. So, oh, like if bu- you've just got stuff, basic... Well, it, basic basic off the shelf parts being bolt-ons and all the fancy crate 602 specific fancy parts so if you're just going to run a regular like front drive or you know right box stock holly carburetor like it is there something to be gained by the fancy parts are we paying for it absolutely or not
1: yeah i mean for sure i mean you take a carburetor for instance and you go from a box stock holly hp center section carburetor and you you know use one of the uh, billet center section deals that we're doing nowadays. And most carburetor builders are, yeah, you're looking 10 horsepower. Mm -hmm. I mean, back to back those two compared to each other. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you look at headers, I mean, headers are a huge deal. Um, all that makes a difference. Um, carburetor spacers, um, any of the external stuff, and I ain't trying to promote you or me or whatever, but anything that normally that we recommend is stuff that we know for a fact actually makes power. Um, I mean, is all that add up to you're going to make 100 more horsepower? No, it doesn't. Because usually when we're making a recommendation, we're comparing product back to back. Right. Not, overall, this is what we're going to gain. Right. <sighs> so...
0: It is, about the, it is about the package, and the only way to really do scientific testing is to do back-to-back testing, like carburetor versus oh, got carburetor. Yeah, you A, B, and, A, B. Yeah, you know. yeah you've, you've got to keep that all the same. Yeah, correct. Well, I, and I think why they make a bigger difference.
1: I mean, you can correct me now, if I'm
0: wrong, but, I, yeah, stuck you there. Um, no,
1: well, <laughs> but, what I was going to say is, I mean, you can do something like, hey, we're going to test headers today. Right. But we're using a box stock Holley carburetor. Mm-hmm. So we test headers and you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. This header made much this much more than the next header. Well then just because you go and add a billet center section carburetor to it doesn't mean you're adding that much more to it. Right. Does that make sense? Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's the law no,
0: of diminishing returns. Cause I mean, you see that all
1: the time, all the snarky bastards that hate crate engines and everything else. They're like, Oh, if I had, you know, gosh, if I just added up everything that everybody claims you can get, I'd have a hundred more horsepower. No, that's just not how it works.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not because it's not additive. It's, it is the package, but why the things are important is because we do have a lower horsepower application. Correct. And so we're not able to make up for it in other ways. No. And so we're no, trying no, to like, get like every a, little bit out of like it.
1: Yeah, go-kart racing with the Briggs and Shred. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're looking for one-tenth of a horsepower. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yes. Uh, all right so here's a new question here jeremy says gearing tuning for a 602 in a dirt late model would you rather it hit the limiter getting in the corner or leave 100 100 rpm on the table our rules have a 6300 limiter
1: um honestly it's gonna it's gonna depend on on the track um you know if you're on a half mile track i'd rather leave the 100 rpm on the table because normally most of the bigger larger trash a momentum style, Racetracks. So I would much rather be below that rev limiter for sure. Number one, because the guy banging the chip is going to be slowing down like he's got a Jake brake on when you go driving past him potentially at the end of the straightaway Mm -hmm. because you're turning 100, 200 RPM less. Uh, Now, when you're talking like a quarter mile stop and go type place, then a lot of times it's more advantageous to be banging that rev limiter just past the flag stand. Gotcha. And that way you've got the gear to pull off the corner. Mm-hmm. and beat the guy who's not doing that
0: mm-hmm. all right it's got some more comments here joe farm says mr dave has lots of cool stuff mm-hmm. yes he, he does. certainly does uh rick is here from, hello from dirt racers news and california uh, canada and if nice. there's probably a flag in there i can see the checkered flag checker but, but i i don't I nice canadian flag and i don't with lr what that would be <laughs> yes Uh, All right. Chad says, Steve, have you heard about sanctions looking into using fuel injection and ECUs and mods and stocks?
1: I have not, honestly. No, it's not been anything that's ever been brought to my attention here. You know, no, I haven't. Okay. It wouldn't surprise me that that's the way shit's going to go one day. I Mm -hmm. mean, I mean, not at all. I mean, I mean, I mean, you look at the I mean, look at the 525, for instance. I mean, we're using, you know, programmable. Boxes on those, uh, it's not like what you just described. But I mean, the evolution of racing is going to ultimately end up probably going there.
0: Interesting. All right, Kevin says, "What are your thoughts on the brisk spark plugs for a six hundred two? Can they hurt the motor?"
1: Uh, not that I've seen. My friend Jason Or at nine fifty five Automotive, he's got a specific uh, spark plug he uses on the six hundred twos, usually with like shitty race gas, and uh, he's told me there's some pretty significant power gains with those. Um, I would contact him for sure and ask him what plug that is. Um, but no, I mean, I haven't seen where those, uh, plugs will hurt, hurt an engine. I mean, we're currently using those in the 525s.
0: And then another question to uh, fast fire wires, plug wires, are they decent wires? Absolutely. Yes. They're my favorite and I haven't been able to get them for a year. <laughs> so if you find somebody with them, I mean, definitely snap them up, but I'm going, uh, for my backups, I have the Moroso Ultra 40s that that's, you also that's recommend. That's the two that
1: we use. Mm-hmm. I mean, for us. And then I have
0: Scott Wires as right. well. Yep. And Dave says, right up to Iowa, I think it's time for Kate's Made in America tour. <laughs>
1: yeah. like when I don't COVID know where hit. Iowa is. Yeah.
0: Wow. <laughs> wow. Thank goodness there's GPS for you. They're right. Yes. Yeah. I, you know what? I know how to read a map. Well,
1: that's true. <laughs>
0: Oh, and Gerald Farm says, the price on everything is getting crazy. Yeah, it is it is insane. Insane. And Andrew says, hey, y'all, I love watching these lives. I learn a lot. Well, thank you so much yeah. for being here. And any questions you have, feel free to drop them in. We are more than happy to, to answer them all.
1: We do I'm- legitimately try to progress rather than regress when we're talking live. So, meaning... I don't want to like throw anybody <laughs> backwards. We usually try to go forward and like, oh, absolutely. help, help yes. everybody with whatever they got. So
0: yes, we certainly do. Appreciate absolutely. the uh,
1: compliment there. Yes. The
0: Thank you. And Drew says Baldwin racing engines has posted bare 602 crates mm-hmm. for 6,500 just a few days ago. Uh, I did not know if there were new updates to the engines that justified the price increase. We were looking to buy a new one and keep our 60 60- or used one as a spare.
1: I'm, I'm not sure who that is. Um, but, but it doesn't
0: matter. I'm going to go ahead and but, look at on our website because I just updated uh, GM prices the but other day. I
1: guarantee it'll be, essentially, it's got to be map pricing.
0: Yeah, we'll find out what it is in a second because I really did just
1: did update
0: you? these the other day. Yeah, as shocking as it is. I mean, you got to stay is. on top of it. I have to. Otherwise, they could pull my rights to even be able to buy GM. They, they could shut right. down other dealers from yep. selling to me and all kinds of stuff. Um I mean, unless current, I'm wrong, current
1: map, map pricing is 57. fifty-seven
0: seventy-five. I better check it now. If everybody else is posting sixty-five hundred, yeah, I might, better you check, might that. Need to check that. Yeah. yeah,
1: but at any rate, uh, yeah, that's way too much. Yeah, sad.
0: Uh, all right, so Gerald Farms, can a premium six hundred two blueprint at all be the same horsepower and torque as a GM stock six hundred four?
1: Absolutely not. Um, the torque can be very similar. I mean, within. 5 to 10 foot-pounds. Horsepower, no, not at all.
0: And that's the difference in the cam, the limitation of the cam, right?
1: There's a lot of different Well, And there's
0: there's lots of different things that are different about the 602 and 604.
1: Correct. Yeah, cylinder heads and Mm
0: -hmm. pistons
1: and camshafts. List goes on. But, yeah, torque-wise, yeah, they're actually fairly similar. Uh, Horsepower-wise, not even close.
0: All right, another question from Chuck. He says, auto light spark plugs or NGK plugs for a 602
1: crate? No, I use both. Mm-hmm. I use either that Era 94 Autolite or that r 5724 8 NGK. Both of them actually perform the same. I prefer the Autolite to be honest with you. Uh especially when we're running on uh,
0: E85. Yeah, now you've said that the Autolites last a little bit longer. That's
1: right? what I've seen, yeah.
0: And then also you don't have to gap the Autolites.
1: Uh Autolites are pre-gapped, yeah, correct.
0: Whereas with the NGKs you need to I mean you're going to yeah. save a few dollars, but they don't last yeah. as long and right. you Yeah, a few dollars is them. like
1: less than 10 bucks.
0: Right. Yeah, uh, I see. Uh, Darren is here saying hey, so hey there, Darren and Kevin. And he says, yes, that's exactly the problem we have to use the pump fuel. So mm-hmm. talking about the brisk plugs, mm-hmm. you have to use a pump. Yeah,
1: device. yeah. If you're using a pump, yes, I would definitely call Jason, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, or message him or whatever on on his uh, business side on Facebook, and see which plug he's actually uh, referring to. Yeah.
0: And Dave says I have to wait for Marosa Wires Ultra 40. I just got some in.
1: Everybody's waiting on them.
0: <laughs> um, no, I just got oh, some. Oh, you got in.
1: some in? Asshole. <laughs> I know. You probably bought the ones I was looking at. You <laughs> or mean, needing.
0: <laughs> you mean the one when they were 16 in stock? Right. And then there were 0
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know where those went.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was probably here. <laughs> Sneaky ass.
0: Yeah, I kind of probably did. I saw a lot of spark plug wires. You know how many where... spark plug wires I am not selling now because oh, I, I can't get them. I know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, and he, Dave says he has to wait for him for three
1: weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: Everybody's going to hate me that I bought them all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Chuck says, have you tested the E3 spark plugs?
1: I have and they're garbage. <laughs> I, I don't know how else to say it. I mean, it's one of the biggest scammy spark plug things I've ever seen. Yeah, they're junk.
0: I, I feel like there's I feel like right now there should be like an anti-commercial. <laughs> This this uh, this program is not sponsored by E3 Spark.
1: No, I'm just being honest. I mean, I'm going to lie about it.
0: No, oh, no, no, not at all. I'm not going to
1: be politically correct when it comes to something that's a piece of shit. So.
0: <laughs> wow. No, I mean, we don't like to throw things under the bus. We normally just like, no, that is not the preferred. Well, not you. You're like, no, it's just a piece well, of
1: shit. I I equate them back to back in the day when you had the multi spark. Oh, spark yeah. plugs or the multi fire spark plugs. Yeah. No, they do not fucking multi fire. <laughs> so, wow.
0: Wow. Okay. And another plug, um, plugs question. Mike mm-hmm. says, How often do you recommend changing the plugs on a 602? We are running E85.
1: Well, what I normally recommend uh is going to be um like on 604s generally, it's going to be every 10 races, obviously, when you're going to leak the motor down and change it, change your valve springs. 602s, I would still say every 10 races. So every other time you change your valve springs or leak the motor down. So every 10 races. Spark plugs are cheap. It's like oil. Mm -hmm. You know, oil's cheap. Spark plugs are cheap. Let's just keep putting them in as fresh as we possibly can. That doesn't mean you have to do it every race.
0: Right. And that's really some great advice. I don't think that that's a question that's come up, but it's such an obvious question because it is the maintenance that we want to do on the Correct. on these crate engines. So thanks for that. Yeah,
1: I mean, they are not maintenance. They're essentially maintenance free as compared mm-hmm. to an open motor, but they're not maintenance, completely maintenance free. So yep. we still need to do stuff like that.
0: And Jeremy says, Oh, what was Jason's business for the spark plugs again? Uh, Jeremy, that uh, is 955 right. Automotive
1: in Erie, Pennsylvania.
0: Mm-hmm. And his last name is Orr, O-R-E? Jason
1: Orr, Mm -hmm. uh, Orr 955 Automotive.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. Another question here from Taylor says, reverse mount on a 604? And are there any power gains? No,
1: it's more convenience than anything else. Um, I prefer everything reverse mount just because it gets everything off the front of the engine. Um, And when you're running belt drive off the bell housing, you're running belt drive off the bell housing, Normally as a tandem power steering fuel pump combo, I mean, that shit's always 100% positively driven. So you don't have mechanical fuel pump failures and you don't end up with, you know, a chunk of dirt tossing a belt off and you lose power steering, shit like that.
0: Yeah, you know, that really brings up a, a great question. A lot of times we, we've talked about putting things on the front versus putting them mm-hmm. on the back and your, your preference is there. But
1: power difference-wise, no, there's none.
0: Well, but speaking of that as well, have you found any difference by having just like rear mount power steering and using a standard mechanical pump versus the tandem route.
1: No, no. I mean, uh, uh, yeah. Like if you're using rear mount power steering, like a mechanical fuel pump, then no, I mean, there's, again, there's not going to be a power difference. Mm-hmm. I just personally prefer the entire tandem unit on the back because it, again, eliminates any, pro- any possibility of failure, honestly.
0: Great. Yeah. Really, really good. All right. Drew says, how often should we replace our spark plugs? Okay. We just talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been replacing ours along with the oil filter and other maintenance every two nights. It's the oh. only way I know. So we've always done it at two nights, regardless of how they look. I mean, wow. if, you, if
1: that works for you, I would keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the spark plugs, if you're, you are got the right heat range for what you're doing, I mean, those things should last you probably about 10, 10 shows. Mm-hmm. So you may be able to cut back a little bit on the spark plug changing and buy another tire.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and Kevin, I'm going to be a little jealous of you here, Kevin. He says, thank you very much. I got lucky, found three sets of Firewires, bought a set. I generally missed <laughs> the Scott. <laughs> Dang it. They, they There were some out there that existed that I didn't get my hands on. <laughs> all right and Pam is here she says hey guys we did get our tapes back yay Yay. Things have been very busy around here thanks for again for youtubing them for us awesome yeah so if you guys want to check out um some races from the past uh we were so grateful to get the Silva collection and it's over on racing rewind is the name of the channel you can also type in Racing on youtube (laughs) and you can also just type into a uh into your browser racingrewind.com, and it'll actually redirect you over to the youtube channel is the way we have that set up
1: that's awesome yeah it looked like they had fun in hawaii i was like looking at the pictures i didn't comment because i was jealous as fuck so Mm. Yeah. yeah gotcha
0: and Crandall uh, and says all good until a belt breaks. Like, we're, we're <laughs> that happened today. Uh, that I was, happened this, was here looking for a belt in the yeah, shop, yeah, and yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. The like, belts are right that, there with that, fittings.
1: That did legit happen today, but it was after the Dino job. So. Okay,
0: there we were down and checking out the different belts, and I was like, I don't know what any of these
1: numbers. But mean. the cool part about it is when you when the belt breaks, everything fucking shuts off. So as oh. far as like you know. Airstream well, well, fuel, everything just shuts the hell off. So you're not gonna hurt anything.
0: That is a good, good, good thing right there. Okay. And Dave says on a six hundred four running methanol, mm-hmm. IMCA states no top end lube. Anything special you should do since there's no top end lube?
1: Honestly, back in the day when I was running methanol all the time out in California, I mean, we never ran a top end lube ever at all. And normally, if you're if it's a deal where you're racing weekly i found you don't need to worry about it. Even when we're running, you know, highly oxygenated race gasses, they're extremely dry. If you're racing weekly, it's not a problem. E85, it's still not a problem. Um, If it's something where it's going to sit for two or three weeks, I would certainly run gas through the system Mm -hmm. before, you know, shutting it off and letting it sit for two or three weeks. But as far as the top end lube goes, um, again, I mean, we ran methanol for years and I never ran any top end lube. But we were racing two or three nights a week. So,
0: Now, when you were doing that and, and maintaining your car, were you maybe running regular gasoline through it, like in between races? No.
1: You just left the That's
0: methanol? Like, yeah. It, I, it. And the reason I ask, I was, I was talking to someone on the phone, and we were we were talking about fuels. And one of the things he said is that back in the day, like with running methanol and all of that, that back then we had lead in the fuel. And lead is a lubricant and we're, I mean I think of what well, yeah. so if you were if you were going in between and putting you know gas mm-hmm. in back then you could have relubricated your engine you know before right. you ran methanol the next time right. so I don't, it, it's just a question yeah I mean but it wasn't an issue for you
1: no no we just cool. we, we never had an issue with it if you're again if you're racing weekly mm-hmm. um if you're not if you're sporadic you know once or twice a month or something like that, then yeah, I would certainly consider, um, you know, hell you could put a five gallon jug with some top end lube in it and run it through the carburetor before you shut it off. I mean, that works. Cause what you're trying to do is you're trying to keep the, primarily you're trying to keep the exhaust valves from, from, uh, drying up and then rusting up, uh, because they're exposed to outside atmosphere. And usually what'll happen on a 604 is it'll, uh, Try that guide out and then it rusts mm. especially in the summertime when you got humidity and everything if you're not in a climate controlled building where the car is kept you'll get humidity it'll dry out the exhaust guides and then you get rust build up and then you start sticking exhaust valves
0: gotcha and uh jeremy says steve if i have a cast center section stealth carb for e85 is it worth it sending it back and having it converted to a billet center section? one
1: thousand percent yes I would certainly recommend that, regardless of what kind of engine you're using. Um, the billet stuff is by far and away just massively superior to the to the uh, the um, HP style center section.
0: Wow! Oh, and Drew says thanks for all the info. Nice to have a real opinion rather than he said she said. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. Uh, so well, I've, I've got opinion opinions. Here.
1: Doesn't mean it's always right. It just means it's an educated opinion. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah.
0: You know, you do a lot of work I and mean, this is your, this is what you do. No, I mean, I
1: mean, I might say something, somebody else says something different, but you know, it's like anything else in racing, just, you know, take it for what it is and apply it to your situation the way you can. And if it works for you, great. If not try the other dude's opinion.
0: <laughs> well, and data can change. Yeah. It and it does all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where we have to try to be, you know, like, like fast on our feet. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> That's why we're
1: that's why we're constantly testing. Yeah, that's why we have a house car and we're constantly doing shit.
0: Uh, Pam says sorry, Steve, uh, but we are going back to Maui in May. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now here's a good one. Jim says, uh, so Steve, which beer has got more octane? Michelob Ultra or Bud Light?
1: Uh, both of them are about on par as far as being, you know, like the old man, fat man beer. That we now drink to like, try to stay 30 pounds heavier than we were in high school. <laughs> so <laughs> I'd equate both of them to be about the
0: <laughs> Okay. I, you know, this reminds me, usually we talk about what we're drinking on the show. So uh, so what are you drinking tonight, Steve? Uh,
1: my Heine's.
0: Well, right. So Heineken, yeah. you know, for anyone who can't see us. And then yeah. I am drinking Sprite because <laughs> I'm lame. But I, I have to tell you, I don't usually. I didn't say it.
1: I did not say that for once. That's
0: fine. No, uh, so I have to tell you, I don't usually look too much at the comments. I might scan them to see if there's a question I can answer, Mm -hmm. you know, after the fact or something. But uh, yeah, I I don't normally look at comments because usually after the fact, they're not nice. Um, That's just the way things are. So there was a comment here recently where somebody noticed that you were drinking. uh, I, I can't remember which one it was. Maybe you were drinking Bud Light and they were like, Oh, what happened to the, what happened to the ultra? You know, that you're, this show is lame. You two are so cringe. It's like, wow, we're so cringe, but you watch enough to know exactly what Steve is drinking. What <laughs> I'm drinking. Like, keep, <laughs> keeping track of that. And I was like, oh, wow. So I think, yes, this was on YouTube. And I was like, thank you so much for watching. And thank you for your comment.
1: <laughs> it's just I don't know. What it is. I've always loved trolls, so.
0: Yeah, well, if you want to have fun, you can go over to YouTube, because apparently I'm super cringe, and um, I don't know, we're cringe. That's how it works. Whatever,
1: yeah. Yeah, fuck them if they can't take a (laughs) drink. I
0: don't know, I, you know, I find that most of the haters are, it's not even haters, it's like people who are critics are ones that wouldn't put themselves out there. Well, they never do. No.
1: That's the whole thing.
0: Oh, Oh, and uh, so, speaking of, we're back on the methanol thing, and Dave says, um, two-cycle oil and gasoline. Is a, is a suggestion. Mm -hmm. And, oh, and John says, thanks for the awesome motor and crate insider bolt-ons for Mm -hmm. my car for Bristol. Had a blast. Ran strong with the fast guys. Not bad for not racing in six years. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Welcome back. Welcome back to racing. Yes. Yep. Oh, and Tom is here. Our friend from California says, hey guys, life here has been crazy, but my vote is ultra at Twin Peaks.
1: (laughs) That was fun.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nearly every year, there's something, and we end up pulling an entire shift on a shift. It's to when, yes, exactly. Yes. yes, and uh, Jim says that the uh, Heineken is a little more higher octane for sure,
1: it is certainly much tastier as well.
0: Yes, and it, which is
1: actually this is this is honestly like one of my favorite beers ever.
0: So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you just felt like you know something a little special. was in Heineken mood, not yeah. So, Jeremy says, went by CVR to do some smashing and eyeballed them Henderson, Hendron carbs. Mm-hmm. And man, are they pretty. Makes me want to sell my stealth just for the looks. <laughs> yeah, it, I wouldn't sell it until you have the other one in hand. <laughs> right. Just saying.
1: Yeah. We're fixing to right run into a carburetor shortage here before long. Yeah. So, I would not sell anything until yes. you got one in hand.
0: Yes. And it goes
1: for engines too, by the way, guys.
0: And uh, David said, should I add extensions to my headers on my 604 stock car?
1: uh it depends on what you've got for headers honestly
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you know i mean there are certain scenarios where yeah it definitely helps and other scenarios where it doesn't so a lot of that has to do with like the primary tube length of your header and there's a bunch of other variables in there but i mean that would be a place to start and i would yeah i'm like burping i sorry i would certainly. Um, you know, if you got, have the opportunity to get on a chassis, I know, I mean, you can obviously play with extensions on the headers and see where your little sweet spot is.
0: Well, I think something that has been consistent as far as things that you've learned, you know, I'm not in the trenches doing this testing, but that whatever you do to one side, you'd want to do to the other. You want equal oh, no, length no, headers. No,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. And, but I don't know that that's obvious. So yeah. whatever you do try for an extension on one side, do it on the other. Yeah. Well, and that, yeah. you know.
1: It's obvious to me, but Okay.
0: Right. But you didn't mention it. So it's not <laughs> obvious to everybody. But uh, now Jeremy says, thanks for the new lift and maintenance parts. Last week, Kate, I'm still amazed at all the stock you have in the new store. Well, thank you so much for coming by. That was a lot of fun. Cool. So and I definitely appreciate the business for sure. So thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? I might even have signage because sometimes. Yeah, you, know, you
1: said you were. Yeah. Hopefully. Like, so
0: I called somebody new That's that, out. and they came out and took a look. And he's gonna give me a quote and so nice. hopefully we'll get some signs and then maybe people will stop trying to come in and get their oil changed yeah that'd be good you know, though. maybe <laughs> so my the store is it was a formerly a, a oil change place so we constantly just have we, we put up a sign that says we sell race car parts but people just kind of pop in and they're like do you do inspections like no no we don't no, no we yeah. don't yeah i don't know it looks like you got a nice car there <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, and David has weighed in on the octane question here. Says, tequila has higher octane. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that would be the case. winner. I've
1: I do have some damn badass tequila here. Oh wait, no, it's at my house. No, you there? No, there's
0: some good stuff here. No,
1: I got my that Azul. I've got at the house.
0: Yeah, but you also bought me that other that one. Shit
1: there. Um, that, that recently. Well, uh, yeah.
0: Don Juan's maybe or something. No, nah,
1: I need to get some of that Don. It's Don Julio, but I need to get okay. some of that Don Julio in 1942. That shit's badass too.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, Bruce says, how much horsepower gain between a good pump gas set up to proper E85 setup on a 602?
1: Horsepower-wise, um, is going to be less impressive to you than what the torque is going to be. Uh, torque, you're probably talking 25 to 30 foot-pounds at takeoff and probably through the mid-range. So, the torque is what you're actually looking for. Uh, Horsepower-wise, well, oh, could be 5 or 10. I don't know. But... I also don't give two shits about horsepower, so it's all about torque. And that's what you're going to see. That is going to be the significant difference.
0: Andrew Garris is here from our Mm -hmm. our awesome friend from Pro Fabrication.
1: I stole a set of headers from you today, Bob.
0: Oh, no, I already heard. All
1: right. Oh, he ratted me out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Did he call to say, Steve said it would be okay. Is it really okay? Yeah. Oh, fucker.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Nobody oh, steals my headers without me knowing. Fucking Andy, I, I put tracking recovers <laughs> on them all now.
1: now I know where they are. <laughs> you know where they're
0: at. Each one. <laughs> the hell's my header at? Oh, I see where it's at right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, Kevin says, can you send a carb uh, to you? Can I send a? I'm assuming that can he send a carb to you for a carb makeover? Yeah,
1: my brother. My brother's actually the one that does them uh mike Hendren. so yeah i mean just give us a shout and i'll put you in contact with mike and and uh, yeah you're welcome to send one to have him do whatever he, mm-hmm. whatever you want done to him honestly other than converting methanol we don't deal with anything in methanol
0: good to know okay and dave says uh old school use the crayon
1: <laughs> is he a
0: marine <laughs> I have a friend who's one, a Marine. One, one of my like good a... friends is
1: Marine scout sniper, former Marine yeah, scout sniper. so, so you Well, I guess you always are, but He's, yeah. a Marine, he's a Marine scout sniper and I give him shit all the time, you know, talking about, well, his, purple, he's, talking he's, about his purple fucking crayons that he eats and writes with. <laughs> well, he's the one that starts it. So we're right. not like, I don't want to
0: sound for a moment that we're being disparaging toward the military. Not at all.
1: Well, like, it doesn't sound like that. It sounds like I'm making fun of his ass, which I am.
0: Well, yeah, but we're not being like, you make fun of him because we he's love been, him. actually
1: been on the podcast before. Yes, he has. So we yes. interviewed him. Uh, yep. uh, gosh, last summer, I believe. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's Maybe it was for veterans. Yeah, I can't remember. It was like something.
0: Just so sometime in the summer, yeah. we're having fun. And our friend Cameron's back and he says he's been traveling to a lot of shops, working with racers that were at the, he uh, said Crate Insider class, but it's really the Race Logic Chassis School class. Thank you. So absolutely. Uh, Cameron was there talking about tires. And if you're looking for that little extra edge of getting the really the edges information these days, wouldn't you agree? I think, well, I know you agree. The
1: edge of the tire blocks.
0: No, I was just going to do a little <laughs> promo here for racing. Well, you logic. actually made sense. Thank you. Yeah, I, yeah, It was dual. If I you're, looking, dual if you're looking for
1: the for the right edge,
0: oh yeah, yeah, it's almost it's almost like that commercial. Like the uh, this will be an exciting event. We'll save you the whole <laughs> seat, but you'll only need the edge.
1: It's all about no, the edges. no. But
0: it, I mean, you know, <laughs> trying to find the edge in racing, it's all about information this, these days. And really proud of what uh, uh, you know, the Race Logic Chassis School really great information the feedback has been phenomenal and so you have a late (laughs) model or a street stock then we've got a class for you so racelogic.vip is the the uh is the website there and oh and jeremy says hey steve did you catch the usac tire drama kind of confirms what everyone has been saying about tires being wildly inconsistent yeah you and i talked about it at lunch on saturday yeah (laughs) oh yes yes And
1: I have for a long time been a huge skeptic of particularly one lab that does the uh, tire testing, which, I mean, they didn't name names, but I can assume where it's been, uh, where those tire samples went to start with and got found to be because they fucked up some fuel samples last year Mm -hmm. for one of my customers, as a matter of fact. And, uh, yeah, they need to go back to... uh, Checking porta potties rather than uh, doing tires.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I think some
1: of the series need to take this in, into consideration because, and at least have the balls enough to do what USAC did, which is go to two different labs.
0: Yes. Alternate labs. Yeah. That were able to confirm. So, if anybody who hasn't heard anything about this, the top four racers in one of the USAC events their tires were sent in and all four of those top guys were all called wrong now there's a lot more there's at least one of the teams that has a whole lot of money in sponsorship behind Mm it and all of a sudden then now USAC decided to go ahead and and I'm paraphrasing here I assume they were going to
1: to start with but
0: maybe they did I don't I, I just read what I read um but anyway the tires were sent to two different labs as well as the original lab the original lab also said the tires were wrong again and the other two labs um i think con, they tested con, it con, twice con, we're like no there was nothing wrong with this met they the met bench the yeah so there's some controversy there i mean as a race fan what i'd like to see is is that we, we we're able to test at the track period and like i mean or
1: just say fuck it and let's let it roll
0: well, it was, <laughs> well exactly i mean but like we should know who wins the race by the end of the night and and whatever the I answer agree. to that is and um, cause you know what? Fans don't really care.
1: Hey, you know, um, you know, what's going to be funny. I hate to be a dick.
0: No, you don't. You take pride.
1: I actually do take pride in being okay. a dick sometimes. So this summer in the middle of summer, when.
0: Don't be beating my microphone. Banging on the freaking table. I know but you're beating the microphone.
1: Okay. This summer in the middle of summer, when we have a massive tire shortage and they're canceling fucking races, they should be asking themselves, gee, maybe we should allow tire conditioner where you can run one set of tires for nine races in a row. Yeah. At the local level. Yeah. I mean, obviously the the big guys are not gonna be able to do that, but I'm just saying at the local level, I could put a tire conditioner on your tire right now and you can go run 10 races on the same damn tire. Yeah. At most tracks.
0: And I mean, the only,
1: so maybe that's a question series needs to start asking themselves.
0: Well, if we're not going to get any more tires at some point, we're going to, we're, we're not going to have any rate. We're not going to be able to have any races. Right. There were a lot of asphalt races that were canceled last year because of the lack of tires. Yep. And last year, the 2021 t- tire shortage is nothing compared to what we're looking yeah, at for 22. It's
1: going to be ugly.
0: It's going to be really bad. So, and I didn't even, okay, so moving on here. So yeah. Brian Littleton is here from Race Logic. Hey, Brian. And so I was already promoting Race Logic. I didn't yeah. even know he was here. So now you're kissing his, now you're kissing
1: his ass because you're just telling him about what you just did.
0: No, well, no, he was probably here. And I, you know, I'm just like so far down on the questions here. And then, and Andrew's, Andrew's responding, he said, if Kate isn't happy, no one is happy. I had to get approval <laughs> for me borrowing my headers. <laughs> I can make people's lives not very good. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> and darren is uh-huh. here <laughs> i see where i st- i
1: see where i stand now well i'll be damned if i'm gonna marry you <laughs> who andy, andy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so in case you don't know so i got ordained Andrew, just to marry andy yeah he is engaged and steve um signed up to be a minister so in case they needed a minister so he is it wasn't in case
1: i did it for that whole sole purpose of marrying andy and yeah it was
0: literally the only reason yeah 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 yeah
1: yeah Yeah. so now i'm not gonna do it (laughs) (laughs) or if i do i mean i'm gonna have to charge you i don't know like a beer or something
0: Yeah, there we go. All right. Here's a good question. Jeff says, hey, Stephen Kate, how often do you recommend changing a race fan blades? Have a few chips in them and just wondering if I need to switch them out.
1: Uh, I mean, the chip, I mean, the stuff that I've seen, like with my son's car, I mean, the chips, I'm not that worried about, Um, I mean, for the price of them, it was like 40 bucks a blade or something like that.
0: It is. And if you already got the hardware, you don't need that.
1: When you look at it and you're uncomfortable with it, I'd change them. Mm
0: -hmm. All right. Bruce says, uh, right here, says a race logic chassis school attendee, and they have been so reachable for advice. Great investment. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for that, uh, for for weighing in on And
1: I, I think you'll find that with anybody that you deal with on that, on that, in the chassis school. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's more, more than willing to help, which is why everybody goes. Um, I'd much rather shorten somebody's learning curve than watch somebody struggle. I'll put it that way.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, racing is supposed to be fun, and it's the community, and it's the Well, we want to grow the sport. Competition. We,
1: we want to grow the sport. We don't, don't want to discourage anybody. And trust me, I've raced all my life, and it can get pretty damn discouraging even when you are on the inside. Right. Knowing certain information.
0: Yeah. Well, this is interesting. Crandall says, been thrown out on a tire at that lab before mm-hmm. when the tire had never been touched.
1: Yep. You're not exactly. the only one. You're not I mean, the only one
0: there's so many racers several out there.
1: friends that have had the same mm-hmm. exact thing happen
0: and yep and, and then i've also seen
1: shit go through there that i knew was prepped so we'll and
0: put it, put it made through, yeah we know for Be, a fact because
1: some of my shit passed there back when i was racing <laughs> well,
0: and, and we've talked to customers that said you know yeah oh, by the way i knew mine was wrong but now they call me right, right. like okay wow I yep. mean, um, Bruce says, you know, black and round. Like, that's what we need to know. <laughs> oh, and, and Brian says, um, I had an issue with a certain lab in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Very disrespectful. They were on the phone and refused to perform an actual analysis instead of the burn test. Yep. I think we're all on the same page here.
1: We are all on the same page. We
0: just are not going to, like, go all the way there. Yep. and um, let's see Dave says not mentioning any names and it is not you Steve or Hendred Racing Engines Mm -hmm. but I understand the crazy long turnaround time with part shortage or whatever dropped my 604 to a rush engine builder on November 2nd still not done only have called one time don't want to be that guy but that does seem a little bit long
1: Uh, honestly I mean right now I don't know who you're referring to obviously but um, we've been let's see
0: The engines you're putting out today, when did they come in? I'm trying
1: to think right now. Um, All right. So I just. I'm working on new 602s right right now for stuff that came in. Now, I've got. So I got a board. Mm -hmm. So everything goes in order as it comes in the shop. Um, And whether that's an order received or a new motor deposit, whatever. So I've got the 604 new stuff, 602 new stuff. Then I've got 604 rebuilds, 602 rebuilds. And then everything goes in line, gets numbered, all that.
0: But you do um, them in batches. So you'll do... I do
1: batches of five to six.
0: Right. Of... Or, or
1: it could be four in the in one way. It just depends on how shit works. Right. So I try to do... But you don't I try to do a minimum of, I try to do a minimum of five a week.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, which, again, I mean, if we got a dyno job in the middle of the day, it, yeah, I mean, obviously that might take two hours out of the day, so we get less done. I mean, it, there's different variables... Hell, I mean, here recently, we've lost power freaking four times in the last two weeks. Shit like that because they're cutting trees because they're building the road and doing all that shit. Anyways, there's so many different variables. It's ridiculous.
0: And you have a team um, of three. I have a team of three, Most, of, it, of, three, most yeah. of the engine other engine builders Lo- are kind of running solo or maybe have like a part-time person. C-
1: correct, yeah. So, so it's
0: really hard to compare.
1: It would not. It's not out of the realm of possibility that that, that is, you know. In fact, the case, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, because a lot of times what happens and I've run into this, I mean, I'm struggling with this right now, is if somebody calls me Mm -hmm. and says, hey, you know, how long to get an engine freshened? And I tell you right now, as of today, it's, let's say, six weeks. Mm -hmm. But then six other engines come in or seven other engines or eight other engines before you get yours to me. Now, all of a sudden, you're backed up another week and a half to two weeks.
0: So, But you compound that with part shortages. And and, even though yours isn't like six weeks out, the engine that's sitting in front of you, that you, you know, normally you could order the parts on Monday. They're here by Wednesday. And then you can put it back together. But it's
1: nothing we we can predict that far out.
0: No, you're not ordering them for eight weeks out. You're ordering them usually like a week in advance or even just a few days. And then if they're slowed down because they don't have labor or if now shipping, you know, a lot of times it you want it that, you know, it should yeah, be too so many issues right
1: now. It's ridiculous, but it can shoot you back
0: every day. And I'll
1: be honest. It's nothing. Any of us, I think have ever dealt with before. Right. Um, certainly we haven't. So if mm-hmm. I haven't dealt with this fricking shit show that we got going on right now, guarantee nobody else has. Cause honestly, we are probably the largest credit <laughs> engine builder in the nation. And there's no, I mean there's no way to predict what the hell's going on like right now for instance good luck finding a 604 gasket set Mm. so now now i'm scrambling buying up everything i can whether it's intake gaskets oil pan gaskets i'm piecing the gasket set together myself head gaskets from what the gm dealers i deal with have in stock at the time and it's it's turned into a total complete total shit show to try to get stuff done well,
0: um and normally that would have been a two-second phone call or a or a 30-second email, but now you're spending an hour and a half calling each of these places right. to find out what you can even but, get.
1: But like what has happened on our end, and I assume it would be the same with the person you're with, with the person you're dealing with, is <clears throat> generally I'm gonna say one third of our customer base, they're usually gonna be buying a new engine every year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So Like for me to process a new engine does not take that much time because I don't have the labor involved in cleaning everything. And I mean, there's just it just doesn't take as long as it does to do a freshen up. Now, with everything where you can't get new engines, you haven't been able to since July of last year. Everybody's freshening their stuff up. So, again, it's really easy to be overwhelmed and misquote somebody on the time frame that you're looking at to get it done.
0: And, and I ain't making
1: excuses for nobody. I'm just telling you how, what I've run into and that's the si- situation I've myself have experienced because I have completely, completely frigging shit the bed as far as like time frame on, on, on when stuff can be actually be done.
0: Well, and it's, and it's not just one. Partly my
1: fault, partly everybody else's fault. Well,
0: and it's not just one consistent <laughs> thing. It's, It's a moving target. Like this week, it's gaskets. Last week, it might have been piston rings. The week before that, it could have been something else. And we've
1: run into one each of everything as far as like shortages and everything else. And that just puts you further and further behind. And
0: there's just no way to anticipate it. And you can try to have some of the stuff on the shelf, but at some point, it just becomes unreasonable. Well, I mean,
1: right now, I've got what do I have? 15 sets of 604 piston rings, 13 sets of 602 piston rings. All sitting on my shelf at two hundred and something dollars a fucking set, for you know each. And the reason I've got those is because one of my dealers said there's going to be a ring shortage.
0: Okay, how many? Uh, can, me how many? How many?
1: How many can you get? And I yep. bought everything that I could possibly get, um, because I have got so many, so much shit still stacked in line to get done. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're having to do. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting on just thousands upon thousands of dollars worth of stuff because when i see it i gotta buy it
0: that's the reason i have a store otherwise
1: i can't get something out the door
0: It's the reason i have a store because i needed a in order to stock up i need a place to put it
1: right no no, (laughs) exactly
0: so So, yeah i mean it really has kind of played out but no i mean
1: november i mean i mean again just depending on who you're dealing with and what they're they're certain i mean and the natural thing is to be like oh hey hire somebody else no fuck that i'm not hiring anybody else because i'll be honest there's nobody that i can trust nobody that wants to come actually do a job get paid go home come back the next day and do the job uh, well, so the only that's why we've only got family working at my place
0: well but the other piece of that is you just don't know how long this busyness will last because they know, so I don't want to hire you, somebody. if you were to look at our sales curve for Crate Insider, for instance, it's exactly the same. Oh, by the way, we had our eight-year anniversary of Crate Insider on April 1st. I mean, I meant to put out It was a post, not an April
1: Fool's joke. But not an what April Fool's joke, did, yeah.
0: but eight years. And it's exactly the same curve literally every single year. So it's it's January, February, March, are really lo- really high. <laughs> and then it it kind of levels off you know, up through the, the summer and then just drops off a cliff in October. But you're, you're, And then we ramp up again in January. But,
1: but you're retail, so, which is different than what we're doing.
0: I understand that. But the other piece of that, though, is just the fact that there's no having consistent, like every month we turn in the same amount of sales. Right. Like, you know, we're not a hairdresser no. that is going to, people need the haircut year no. round. We're going to have seasonality. Right. to to our business so what happens if you're super busy now and you hire somebody you get them trained by the time you got them trained then the work slows down oh i know yeah. so what are you supposed to do then you know which is what i think which is person. what i think
1: ultimately we're going to be looking at but... yeah which is also the other reason why i'm not hiring anybody other than family
0: all right, so uh, so no, back to the tire thing. Uh, Cameron, who is a tire guy, mm-hmm. is like, so true, Steve. Conditioner on the tire is not softener, mm-hmm. but we'll take and add something that does not reach the be- benchmark at the lab, right. And let's just uh, condition tires. Yeah. Uh, so oh, away from tires now, David has a question. He says, what does preloading the valves do for a 602?
1: Um, so you're you're pre- preloading the lifter is what you're doing. Um, and... It actually, uh, the, the, the reason why we do that on, on these engines is, number one, if you're not turning the engine into valve float, you're not going to have, you know, an issue, um, which most people are not going to do. But, like, if you're going to be turning the thing, you know, under 6,400, 64 and under, we normally run three-quarters of a turn preload, and this goes for uh, 6.04s and 6.02s. Mm-hmm. Reason being, <coughs> excuse me, is we're trying to, preload the button which is the part that the push rod contacts we're preloading that against the piston which is inside the lifter and that normally from the what we found uh, we've got a you know a bleed down tester that my brother built where we can actually measure the bleed down of the lifters what we found is that's the most common place where you've got bleed down in the lifter okay so the harder you're able to preload that and get that mating surface stuck together. Because if you look at it under, hell you can even look at it under a magnifying glass and you'll see like little wavy lines, Just mach- it's machine marks. So we're trying to get those two surfaces like meshed together to where the lifter doesn't bleed down at a higher lift.
0: Okay, great. And I actually answered the next question too. Which, which
1: is why GM's recommendation is now half to three quarters of a turn, because that came from it.
0: Interesting. Interesting. And we have a, Mike had a follow-up question on that mm-hmm. quarter turn, but we took course talk about three quarters yep. turn. And uh, Cameron says, I have talked to so many people that attended the race logic chassis school. Very happy and thankful. Oh, yeah. Sure. Thank you. Um, Chuck. Uh, he says, uh, Hey, Kate and Steve, I am a proud member of the LGB <laughs> movement. are um, we all? <laughs> yes. Yes. And uh, Donnie, uh, uh, follows up with that, says, you know, we'll call it the Biden shit show.
1: Yes, exactly and I it am is. going
0: to agree with that. Agree, agree, agree.
1: Stupid son of a bitch about us in World War three last week.
0: Uh, every week, every day, you know, I <laughs> you know, you know, that was like, <laughs> I mean, gosh, is it possible that somebody could screw up worse than Kamala? And then Biden's like, hey, hold my beer. You know, I mean, like, come yeah. on, crazy, yep. crazy. And Bruce says congratulations and uh, Coastal Engine and Machine. It says you hit uh, hit it on the head, Steve. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it like this.
1: Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So it's being an engine shop, yeah.
0: we don't know what to do. You
1: know. No, I mean it's and I've got like some of my buddies that build open motors. God, they've been waiting for months and months and months just on like one block or one set of pistons, and it's getting unreal. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been unreal, but it's going to be worse. It's going to be worse long before it gets better.
0: Yeah. Now, Short Track Thing is asking, um, how is Crate Insider doing on the CPI index? So I don't know what a CPI index is, but
1: you don't? (laughs) I don't know.
0: Okay. (laughs) Don't know what that one is. And Jerry says, where can I get a 604 new block?
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. Good luck. No no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um No. So I think what's going on right now is I actually had uh, a couple of customers who needed new blocks. Mm-hmm. And now it's I haven't checked within, you know, a week or two, but basically there was none in the entire country. And the reason being, I think, and what they were theorizing to me, the, the GM dealers I deal with, is that they're using them all in production for new 604s and 602s uh gotcha um but that being said i would call and talk to jim norman at city chevrolet Mm -hmm. and see if he can locate anything for you okay
0: that's a good good suggestion there all right well we're about about an hour there's a great last comment i think we can put on the screen here that i think is perfect for the moment and and that is from chuck and he says Get your hand off my hind!
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hold mine online until I get done.
0: <laughs> so cheers, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. If you want to check out the replay, you can find it on Facebook and YouTube. Any, any, fi- <laughs> any final thoughts? No, I'm going to nope, smoke. you good? Yeah, All right. I'm well, good. thank you for being here. and We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one.